turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I got slightly reminded that Labor Day is coming up. I'm like, where's the summer going, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. My next day off will be Labor Day or Memorial Day. I always forget which one comes when, beginning of the summer, end of the summer, and then July 4th out of day. I kind of like working right now. The Wall Street's kind of fun to talk about. It's It's been a good year for discussion. We had a major bear market, major bear market in March. That happened in two weeks. It's never been that short. Um, Bear markets are slow and grinding and they drive you insane. The last really good bear market we had maybe 2006, 2008, but not really. I'd say the last one that really was like scary was 2000 to 2002. Um, In tech stocks in particular, they got crushed. Because in the 1990s, and mid-1990s to late 1990s, not necessarily early 1990s, but tech had its day, man. It had a great decade. And then 2000 came, and there was a little bit of reckoning. The whole stock market had a great run-up. And then I want to use a word that's not very nice. It's a derogatory comment on women, but that Elaine Garzellery, Elaine Garzellery, no, Elaine Garzelli. She said in 1999, 2000, January of 2000, she goes, these tech stocks have gone too far too fast. And I think the big old market correction is coming. Now, do you know how many people say that every day on TV? A lot. Do you know how many people think, you know, that there's going to be hell to pay because the economy is so bad and we're artificially stimulating it? And when it collapses, all those stocks are going down. She was right in 2000 because that was a tough time down to tech stock. Three straight years of tech stocks going down. It took 10 years for the the NASDAQ to hit an all-time high again. So today you're at an all-time high. If I were to tell you it might be 10 more years before you hit an all-time high again, how would you feel? Tech stocks got an expanded valuation during that period of time. And there were some different tech stocks. Yahoo was much more important in 2000. Facebook wasn't even around. So the tech stock's names have changed in the last 20 years. Apple, Microsoft, uh, a little bit more on the consistent side. But Amazon wasn't that big of a story 20 years ago. Microsoft has somehow maintained a, a relevance through 20 plus years, even more so than Apple. So I ask you, if you're not going to get back to all-time highs for 10 years, would you be comfortable with that? And if you say yes, I'm like, say, woo congratulations, you're a real investor. 
the 2020 election has been a pretty fairly large concern of people like mine on the global economy. A recent survey of over 100 investors who are institutional investors conducted by RBC Capital Markets found that 73% were worried about the election. 68% were worried about a second wave of coronavirus. 63% were concerned about more layoffs. Investors are asked like questions that are supposed to keep us up at night. What's the worst thing that could come? Um, the election will be interesting. There's fewer than 100 days left now, so it, it should start getting pretty hot. I'm on Twitter. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> My name is Rob Black Show on Twitter. And every day, I, you know, when I wake up at 3.30, 3.45, 4 in the morning, one of the first things I do, I check Trump's Twitter feed because I can do that from bed, you know? I go, what's happened on the East Coast? I start going through some of the stories. And uh, let's just say there's – it's interesting times out there. The White House is willing to cut a deal with Democrats that leaves out legislation aimed at protecting employers, hospitals, and schools from coronavirus-related lawsuits. I don't know how I feel about that. If you send your kid to school and he gets COVID, should you be able to sue the school or did you know the risks going in? I will say this. Waivers are being signed left and right on any sort of uh, situation where you're going into a building. I can imagine a day that you'll have to sign waivers to go into a concert. I can imagine it. We tend to be a nation that tends to, how shall we see, a swing hard to either side before it starts coming back. Ten-year Treasury sits at 54 basis points today. That's not good. Volatility is starting to drop back down as people are getting comfortable. Taking a look at the 10-year Treasury, 58 basis points is weak. Crude oil at 40, that's not bad. Gold's marching a little bit higher today on a lot of future stimulus. The markets opened up big, and now they're giving back some of those gains. Not horrific yet, but when you go from up 200 to down 150 on the Dow, it's a bit of a reversal. Now, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google all had really good quarters. Apple's up 25 points today sitting at $410 per share. Keep in mind, I had shares for 15 plus years, almost 20 years, that I didn't sell, 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 and last week I told you I sold 5%. Am I upset that I sold it at 390? No. It did what it was supposed to do. It created wealth for me. Would I made a little bit more money if I sold it at 410 today? Yes. But I took 5% off, so I still have that 95% core holding. Some people, after they double their money in stocks, will take 50% off and say it's the house's money. Um, don't be that person. Don't, don't get too cute. That's, what I'm, that's all I'm going to say. So Apple, taking a look at the 52-week range today, the day's range, it hit a high of 412, and it's currently at 410. So it's pretty close to its highs. It's, it's hanging in there. NASDAQ's up 72 points, but the Dow and the S&P 500 have turned negative. I've been doing a lot of antidotal talking with what I would refer to as amateur investors who like they want Apple. I'm like, but you also want UPS, right? No, I just want Apple. I just want Amazon. I just want Facebook. And I get it. Um, There's short term thinking two to two weeks to six weeks. There's midterm thinking 
six weeks to uh, like a year. And there's long-term thinking a year plus. And that's one of the things you, we always have to try to find out when we're talking to you. Google's down 62 bucks today, down 4%. Amazon's up 154 points, up 5%. Facebook's up 7.6% today, up 17 points. Tesla, for whatever reason, down 11 bucks. And Netflix is sitting at 493. All five of those stocks went on extreme sale in March. And no one was calling me saying, I really want to own these guys. Just throwing that out there for you. I'm not a wet blanket. I'm not trying to upset you. Um, the quarters were amazing. Listen to, the fir- listen to the first hour of the podcast, and you'll hear that the quarters were amazing. There's, there's nothing not to like, especially in time of COVID. I was like, I was going to give them a break if they, they had slipped. Nope. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Consumer spending rises for a second straight month in June. There's a little bit of economic data for you. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Pinterest, by the way, had a great quarter. It's not just the big tech boys. It's a lot of tech boys, uh, boys and girls. <laughs> Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, Big Tech came through with solid earnings the day after they were in Congress talking about being anti-competitive. One of the things that has helped our economy enormously in the second quarter was stimulus money, where you got a check signed by Donald Trump saying, here's money. Pay rent, pay mortgage, do something with it. And people did. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Microsoft have all benefited from us working at home saying, you know what? I need another computer. You know what? I need a better phone. You know what? I need a microphone. It's all playing into what they do. Not the whole economy is like that. Let's talk about that. The highest price target I see on Apple today is $470. It was upgraded from $400 recently. Analyst Krish Shankar. Robust June quarter results in encouraging outlook along with 2021's prospects for a 5G phone cycle and further service momentum continue to underscore Apple. As a defensive stock with growth inclinations, now they're a defensive stock? iPhone sales were resilient while pent-up iPad and Mac demand into back-to-school season demonstrate the durabilities of the portfolio. As we go back to school, there's a likelihood some kids are going to get some new Macs, right? Some new iPads. iPads are a thing. Google's got their their thing there, too. But kids in school, um, more is going to be online. More video online, no doubt, right? Peloton got a nice price target upgrade today to $82. I bring it up because I know it's a stock that, how shall we say, it's not Apple. It's not Amazon. We don't have to talk about the same stocks every day. But Peloton, COVID-19 has led to a structural change in the fitness industry that will favor at-home and outdoor fitness over the next several years. It'll accelerate the option of digital workouts. This change uh, is pronounced. I have neighbors that will be like, I'll never go to a gym again. I kind of like it back to a gym because I feel like I'm getting a little soft. Prolonged work at home mandates until a vaccine is widely available continues to bode well for uh, Peloton. 
So when Google said they're not planning to bring back employees to its offices until July 2021, I think that boded well. You're seeing boutique fitness centers contain, uh, still stay closed. SoulCycle in mid-July had opened only 13 of its 99 studios and all of them had reduced capacity. And all those soul cyclists all want to like get on bikes and scream and be happy and woo, we're going, let's go, let's go 10 more miles. So now they're doing that at home, but they're doing it with a video screen with Peloton so you kind of feel like you're there. Otherwise, it kind of loses its appeal. Is that all Peloton really offers is a feel like you're there kind of mentality? So there's faster adoption of digital workouts and classes when gyms shut down. You're seeing companies like Lululemon, Lululemon, say, we're going to do digital workouts, and then we're going to remind you to buy some more clothes online, and we'll send them to you. Interesting, right? So Peloton is still a big winner, all things considered. Let's talk about a loser, shall we? Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. During the second quarter of 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic continued to impact sales and traffic. Ruth's Chris dining rooms were closed at all domestic U.S. locations during April. The company transitions its service to takeout and delivery operations at 69 of its restaurants, 69%. That's 56 out of 81. Um, the company has reopened 88%. But that's one of those companies that didn't benefit, but now they're starting to see their numbers go lower and their numbers will start to look like they're going bigger. I think that's a big question to start asking right now. What companies have pulled business forward? What companies grew business that won't be able to replicate it in the future if COVID goes away? Pretty big if, right? If ifs and buts were candy nuts, what party would have? Worthy of noting. Take a look at the markets today. Mega cap stocks are the ones who are delivering. Apple, Amazon, Facebook, strong after earnings reports. Alphabet, Google, falling despite positive results. There's some uncertainty today about the timing of the next coronavirus relief bill. And remember how I said a lot of companies have pulled revenue forward? Some of that was because the Congress and the president sent you a check and said, here, go spend it. How much will the next check be? We don't know. At what point in time will we start saying we got to raise taxes? I saw California is talking about a 59% tax rate for the people who make over a million a year. 59% tax rate would make me move to another state that doesn't have taxes on income. And there's a lot of them. I know you're saying, Rob, that's not very nice of you. 59% tax rate on top of federal taxes on top of social security taxes, on top of sales taxes. When I say taxes five times, I want to say Texas the sixth time. It, it might be too much for some people. For some people, they'd be like, ah, I make 20 million. It's nothing to me. I still got a dollar left over. But a lot of professional athletes won't want to play here if the taxes go that high on income. But I digress. Just talking about the future, you know, that boring old future. Strength today in information technology and consumer discretionary. That's it. It's not that strong of a day. Oh, worthy of note, it's the last day of July. I know you're saying, that wasn't that worthy of note, was it? Okay, maybe it wasn't that worthy of note. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Americans slowed spending in June before COVID-19 cases spiked new. So a lot of the data that we're working with in the past, what I just said, I'll repeat one more time. Americans slowed spending in June before there was a spike in other parts of the nation. Florida's a mess right now. Arizona's a mess right now. Because at first chance, I've been locked up for two months. I got to get to the sun or I'll die. So Americans went to the sun and now people are dying there. Didn't have to happen that way. Exxon says it won't take on more debt. Not a great quarter. Um, Cruise lines are starting to launch the waters, testing the waters with reduced capacity. Uh, I say no. No for now. The four big tech companies added $214 billion in market value one day after reporting earnings. Pinterest stock soars 33% because everyone is scrolling during lockdown. Scrolling during lockdown. I like the phrase that pays. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com or newfocusfinancial.com. Nokia stock up 15% today. Ooh. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. In the next 10 days, I'm expecting another stimulus package to come out and potentially be another bit of gasoline to throw on the stock market. Fire. That's the expectation. Maybe we'll be disappointed with the size of it. Maybe we'll see the size of it's bigger than we thought. And we're like, oh, no, that means we're in really bad trouble. We don't quite know the reaction it's going to be. But typically, Wall Street tends to like trillions of dollars being spent and given to people. Senate Majority Leader has said this week that there would be no deal with Democrats without legal protections for employers against with paying against employees with pandemic claims. Um, the White House is willing to cut a deal with Democrats that leaves that out. Earlier in the week, it had Mitch McConnell said it has to be in there. Now, going into the weekend and the news shows, the Republicans and Democrats both kind of want to position themselves as the party that is going to help you the most in November. And by giving you money now, vote for me. Something along those lines. I give you a little bit off. But that's what we got. So this weekend, there'll be a little bit more news to start gathering on that. Amazon was amazing. They started off as the world's largest bookstore. And, well, let's just say they've grown up 136 points uh, bucks today. Buckaroos, as I like to say. One share will cost you about $3,200. It reported a huge beat and raise. It's Amazon Web Services did quite well. Um, no fear of slowdown. No fear of slowdown there. Gangbusters. And again, it makes you scratch your head because conventional wisdom inside your head says something along the lines of, there's COVID out there. I bet things are slowing down a bit in some, some businesses. Everyone knew sales would be gangbusters with so many consumers staying at home. Uh, it's interesting because I have a second home that doesn't get Amazon packages. <laughs> um, it's a little bit on the rural side. 
So my Amazon credit card bill is down. I use an Amazon credit card because it gives me 5% off everything I buy on Amazon. If you're using your credit card, I'm using the Amazon card. I'm, I'm getting it 5% cheaper than you. And I'm good with that. But I'm also showing you the power of Amazon. Well, everyone knew sales would be gangbusters. It was so well known. It was so well telegraphed. We knew it was going to happen. We're staying at home. They got hit with some additional costs on COVID-19. And they talked about taking profits that they make this quarter and plowing it all back into the business. Jeff Bezos has been very, very good about that. His ex-wife yesterday said, hey, I'm throwing down a couple billion dollars to various charities now. She's wildly stinking rich. And McKinsey, Scott, I think is her last name. She's changed it immediately on Twitter. Talking about a little bit of anger. Her first Twitter announcement was that she was getting a divorce from Jeff. Her second Twitter announcement is that she's given billions of dollars to charity. She's done two tweets. Not that I'm counting. Let's see what the third one's going to be, shall we? Um, Guidance uh, was a little bit on the subdued side from Amazon. So a lot of people are looking at, did Amazon have a one-time bump? Because Apple, by having a good quarter in the second quarter of 2020, they're still going to have a good next year when the new phone is out. Amazon, when COVID goes away, will they still have record numbers of people buying their stuff? And I'll say there's there's something to be said for consistency and getting used to it. Um, I would say 95% of my online orders are through Amazon. And at times, I can get the same exact product from Best Buy, and I don't. Or at the times, I can get the same exact product online from Office Depot, and I don't. Like how I dropped Office Depot in there to kind of give you that illusion. It's an illusion that I'm a, a business, businessable kind of guy. <laughs> I'm going to just make up words now, businessable. Um, Amazon Web Service is wildly profitable. And they saw many, many, many years ago as they were building out the website, as they were building out streaming video, they're like, hey, we got a lot of capacity here. We could sell this stuff to uh, just people who want to start up and start their own businesses. So they kind of said, hey, we got web services that you guys can use, starting with, you want to host a website? Do it here. You want to do an email server? Do it here. And everything else that an Amazon web service would do, per se. Um, 13% of first half second, uh, 13% of the first half of 2020 revenues has been Amazon web services. So it generates operating income. That's stunning. It's a big deal to pay attention to Microsoft's competing Azure offering saw slower growth, um, starting to slow quarter to quarter, but they're working off much smaller numbers. So Microsoft's Azure web services platform looks like it's growing faster, but it's growing faster at a much smaller, slower pace than Amazon. Gangbusters for Amazon. Its shopping segment was even better than hoped for. Its stock made a nearly 90% move up since mid-March. 90% since mid-March. If you had the cojones to buy when things were stressful on Wall Street, you could have got 90%. Did you think Amazon was going to go out of business or did you think it could go lower? Were you thinking too much? That could be your problem. I didn't buy it at its March low. I was thinking too much. Amazon Web Services um, isn't exactly 
something that is as personal to me as say Apple is. But let's take a look at Amazon real quick. They began as the Earth's largest, largest or biggest, largest and biggest or biggest, biggest bookstore. Uh, now they've basically become bigger everywhere else. The website still offers millions of books as well as other media, home furnishing, clothing, pet supplies, office products, hundreds and hundreds of products. You want a DVD of something you saw in the 1980s? They, I'm sure they can find it for you. The company's dominant cloud services. I, they're influential in entertainment. I think they have a Lord of the Rings series coming. I don't know. They have a Lord of the Rings series coming. What I don't know is when due to COVID. But Pesos thinks big. They have a Fallout TV series coming. I know you're saying Fallout. I don't know that one. It's strangely tied to Twitch. Twitch, they have a TV service, which is the strangest thing in the world to ever see. If you're over 35, go to twitch.com today. And you can watch other people playing video games. One of the games that's pretty popular as far as your brand goes is a game called Fallout. Uh, Bethesda Softworks has made it, I think. Um, it's a licensing relationship, <clears throat> studio relationship with uh, Take-Two or Electronic Arts, Activision. They all kind of have different partners that they always go with, uh, media partners. But Fallout's been a popular game, so it has people like – I played one of the games maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. Maybe my producer played one of the games five, ten years ago. So there's a built-in audience when it comes out on Amazon. Let's hope it doesn't stink as a TV show. But it's all about like a post-nuclear society, post-nuclear strike. Um, and I can't really explain it too much better than that other than to say it's probably a little bit Mad Max-ish. Uh, so they, they think big. So they got some stuff coming down the pipeline. Will we ever give Amazon a, a valuation like Netflix? Probably not. But they're not – their influence in, in uh, the Netflix and streaming has been pretty profound. They, they have winners. They have gotten won Grammy uh, – Emmy Awards. Grammys for music, Emmys for TVs. Uh, so it's, it's – we can't write them off. Now, again, this week they were on Congress's doorstep, a lot of virtual calls, not actually in Washington, but on – do you know what's happening here? Um, being investigated as a, a antitrust claims. That will eventually get the companies, all of them, in trouble. Because as they create wealth, I'm wealthy. And it's weird for me to say that because I know there's people out there who aren't. It's almost as if you own stocks versus if you don't. It's almost as if you own a home versus if you don't. <clears throat> you know, I told you I have a second home that's in a very rural area. Bought it about two and a half years ago. Just as a mental escape, kind of a fortress of solitude. It's embarrassing to admit. Um, but I bought it right because what's happened in the last uh, four months is people are leaving the big city and they want to be where I am in the rural area. <clears throat> so even that, a second home for me, which should be – I look at vacation homes. I look at second homes as they're nice, but don't expect them to go up in value because there's typically a lot of land there. <clears throat> um and I, I kind of look at this artwork. You tend to overpay for the location because it's a luxury destination. And artwork, if you own a Matisse or a Matisse, as I like to say, 
if you own it, you hold it for 20 years and you look at it and go, that's beautiful. You pay the insurance on it just in case there's a fire or something along those lines. And you sell it in 20 years and hopefully after 20 years you make some money, but you don't value it on a month-to-month basis. So the rich are getting richer. People who own Amazon, people who own Apple, people who own Microsoft, people who own stocks, people who own second homes, first homes. That's going to eventually come back to bite these companies because Congress will eventually say, let's tax them. So they're forced to be connected with in the future with grocery delivery. Uh, they own Whole Foods. They're in the digital personal assistant world with Alexa and Echo. Um, not my cup of tea, but I know people who live by, hey, Alexa, what were the sports scores last night? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Talking tech, talking earnings. I still have some more content to get to, so stay with me. You listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Um, I turned a phrase the other day that I might stick with, that bonds have served their, their purpose really well for 40 years, that they're dead now, and it may be time to look elsewhere. And that is a kind of statement that would piss off a lot of people. I bring that up because when you're so cocky and arrogant that you say something like that, you could find yourself getting into trouble. Um, who needs bonds when you could just own Apple? Tim Cook splitting his shares four for one. Yesterday, the president of the United States floated the idea of delaying the elections on Twitter. That should be seen as that's not a very stable country. That's very uh, fascist when you have power and you want to keep power for lack of a better understanding of political systems. Four of the largest, most important companies in the universe reported earnings last night, and they didn't disappoint. We have Apple and Amazon and Facebook hitting all-time highs on the same day yesterday when U.S. GDP fell 32.9%. Worse than the Great Recession, worse than the Great Depression, worst economy ever. 1.4 million people filed for initial unemployment benefits. The chasm between the wealthy and the poor continues to widen. I'm talking with uh, my producer this morning. He's as amazed as as, I'm not going to say the word amaze. It's just they're rolling and they're momentum stocks right now. And they're big stocks, and big stocks aren't supposed to be momentum. Now, UPS delivered strong quarters, and they're up 14%. And I go, go brown. But it just doesn't feel quite as fun with Facebook, where boycotts don't seem to bother these animals at all. And the people at Facebook are animals. And I mean that with respect. Amazon increased grocery delivery capacity by over 160%. They saw 40% of revenue growth year over year. How does a company that big, it's ridiculous to look at when you're doing $88 billion and you're able to increase revenue 40%. And if people are ordering online at Amazon, why do you think I brought up UPS? Go Brown. So 
at some point in time, you're going to start comparing these stocks. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it's worthy of note. 800-516, all of that is happening. All of that happening in the backdrop of the worst economy ever. Stocks are jumping. Four tech giants are posting strong earnings. Earnings. Um, so they're, their valuations are high. Their valuations have never been this high. The cheapest one of them all is Facebook, trading at 30 times earnings. The stock market trades at about 15 historically. Sometimes when we get into like massive recessions and people don't want to own stocks, they've given up on them, they're filthy, dirty, they don't want to own them, the valuations might get down to like 12 times for the whole market. That's happened twice in my investing career, and both times I've bought the, the snot out of the stock market. And then when an air, a price-to-earnings ratio for all the stock market gets to about 20, it historically doesn't go much higher than that. There's blips. There's blips, blips for sure when there's bad quarters, when there's bad GDP. There's bad things like that that happen. There's you know wars in Iraq. But the valuation doesn't usually get that high above 20, and it doesn't really get much below 12. So it's in a trading range. There's something called value line, which if you ever want to become a, a grown-up investor, go to the library and get value line. Don't pay for it. It's way too expensive of a service. Google value line. Go to YouTube and say how to read a value line. Learn what it is. And you'll see a company like Intel has traded between a P historically of 12 when things were really, really bad and a high of 22. And you can go take a look at the future uh, four quarters looking forward. And you'll see that it's trading around, you know, 13 right now. And you'll go, historically, this is cheap. I should buy because historically it doesn't go much cheaper than this. So you're kind of giving yourself a range that maybe if it does, but I'll buy more. Because in the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, it's never gone below that. And then when it gets pricey, you're like, well, maybe I should take some off the table. It, some, at some point in time, people are going to do this with Apple. Keep in mind, I own shares of Apple. I'm proud of that. I own shares of Amazon. I own shares of Qualcomm. I own, like, I'm a tech guy. I'm a growth guy. But also, I have some other exposure to stocks. If you were to look at my portfolio, you would slap me. You'd say, you have too much growth. I know. I know. And then you'll say, I'll look at other people who uh, are in retirement. I won't have as much growth in retirement. I promise you that. And right now, if I were to lose 50% of my, of my net worth, I wouldn't stress. So, because I know that I've grown my net worth because I've exposed myself to the apples of the world. I know that I may have to give back 50% of it at any given time. What can happen? A CEO could die in an airplane crash. Com Congress could say, we're going to call you a monopoly and break you up. Short term, that would be good for Apple. If you were to separate their wearables and their uh, services, I was going to say iTunes, but I kind of want to say services. If you were to break them up, they'd be worth more than they are as a whole, which is crazy to think about. Same thing with Amazon. If they eventually have to break up, um, if they buy a delivery service company and they buy, start buying airlines, they're going to be too big to fail. We would say things like, you know, well, if like, the example that I gave during the commercial, talking to my friend, was that Amazon's kind of an amazing company because they do want to get into healthcare and they're not really in healthcare right now. They do want to do insurance and they could just add that on to Amazon Prime. And I'd be like totally happy with it. 
and a lot of America would be totally happy with it. Like we'd be like, ah, oh, we, they're good. And then we find out that when we go see the doctor that he prescribes some drugs and, oh, those drugs will be delivered by Amazon. You don't even have to go to a pharmacy anymore. Then you start seeing where like, this is pretty darn pervasive. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening.